0: Doug and I are here with John McClain to discuss Die Hard and the spiritual themes in the movie. The Kaye Podcasters. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the themes that we're going to discuss are here as kind of universal concepts that are, are true about everything in our world, and others are parallels. But John McClane here later, he's going to tell us why John McClane is a Jesus figure in the first Die Hard movie. So that's going to be fascinating to hear. We're going to play the 12-minute game. It's where we set a timer, and then each of us has a few minutes to share what we saw in this movie spiritually before the time runs out. And when it runs out, it runs out, and we run out of time. So one of you guys is going to give us a recap of the film before we start the timer, right? So our listeners can... Get a plot refresher. Yeah, I'll welcome everybody. I think it'll be that guy. I'll welcome
1: everybody to the party, pal. All right. So Die Hard is a 1988 action slash Christmas movie starring Bruce Willis as a New York police officer, John McClane, who is flying out to California for a Christmas party to meet up with his estranged wife. While there, uh, Hans Gruber shows up with his uh, henchmen, and they are trying to break into the vault of Nakatomi Tower. And things just don't go well Just like Jerusalem Yes And John McClane takes out everybody And they blow up a building And the dad from Family Matters is in it And Carl, <laughs> Carl Winslow is in it playing yet another cop Yeah, everything's happy at the end they, they destroy a building, but they save the money And Hans Gruber is eliminated So that's basically the rundown of Die Hard
0: Very good Well, are you guys ready to start the timer and start digging into the spirituality of this film? Let's do it. I believe so. All right. We're all going to count down, and we're going to click on our timers at the same time. we got 12 minutes, and I believe I'm up first, right?
1: Doug will start. Let's start with Doug,
0: and then you. I'm going first. (laughs) I'm ready. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, Go. All right, so I came up
2: with a handful of just uh, small little themes. Again, just kind of breaking down small little moments in the movie. One thing I look at is faith. John McClane's gotta have faith that his abilities, no matter how minute they might be, are going to be good enough. Shush! Are going to be good enough to help him survive and finish the task. So, the fact that he has faith in himself. Is a good thing. But at the same point, he's also learning um, trust. At the beginning, you kind of mentioned, or we were talking about earlier, uh, he was coming out to fix an estranged marriage. And he's just kind of a loner. You know, if you go throughout the entire Die Hard franchise, he's always. Kind of by himself he might pick up a friend here and there or something like that but he's always the lone cop he doesn't have a partner or anything like that and throughout the movie you know he's got to find these people to kind of help him out and i don't want to go too much deeper into that but you know so you see him transform trust you know he's starting to trust people a little bit more those are a couple i found playing around a little bit If you know 80s action movies, they are pretty insane and over the top. And if you continue watching the Die Hard franchise, they just keep getting crazier and crazier. They're fun. Uh, So you could throw in a little Divine Intervention (laughs) because of the 500 million bullets shot at him. I don't think any of them really hit him. Did he take a bullet? He just cut his feet. Cut his feet with glass.
1: And I think glass... being shot and fell on him, and that's what made me bleed. Cut him
2: know. up. He got yeah. punched
1: a couple times, mm-hmm. but
2: but yeah, I don't think shot. he took a shot in this one. So yeah, so I'd I'd have to go with a little divine intervention like <laughs> that too. Because come on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but those were a couple of just little things I found throughout the movie that jumped out at me. Yeah, but I think you guys got something that goes a little deeper.
0: Yeah, I picked up on the divorce theme because I noticed, okay, John's trying to repair this relationship. He's traveling there to try to save his marriage, basically. So it's interesting in itself to just explore the concept of saving a relationship, right? But then to throw like a terrorist situation in this movie and make that the obstacle that he has to get through, I thought that that, that was a different way of talking about the subject of coping with divorce or, and then there's another rooster in the hen house to quote Jack Nicholson's joker. There's a guy that is kind of trying to woo her. So to save this relationship, you, you like you said, you have to have faith because I mean, how in the world is he going to get over these obstacles? Like the, the cold shoulder from his wife in, in the first place is a hard enough thing to get through, but he is pursuing this connection even though it's cold at the moment. It's like, why do we do that? I almost think we're wired as human beings for connection. So that's why I kind of latched onto this as a spiritual theme. We want to fix these relationships even when it doesn't look like they can be fixed sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like he had... A lot of us give up because... You know, you have to have faith that it can be fixed. And he actually has to go through a bunch of people with guns to get to her. But I, I also thought he was a reluctant hero. So that's another spiritual theme I picked up on. Yeah. Because he's trying basically to do the right thing. He's not like Rambo and he's not like other action stars where he's just going to go in there and just kill everyone. That's not his first impulse. Like His first impulse was to just get out of there alive or or save the people and he kind of uses trickery. It's almost like he as a last resort kills people because he gets attacked, you know, or because he has to. So I thought that was interesting because your your normal 80s action hero probably wouldn't take that approach. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think about like what would I do if somebody like broke into my house? You know, would you kill? So on the spiritual side, I think Jesus kind of took a nonviolent approach. He was always telling his followers, like, don't swing your sword at people, you know? And so I I try to think about what would I do in that situation? I'd I'd probably be pretty reluctant to kill somebody. But if you absolutely had to, I don't blame anyone for doing that. So I can relate to John McClane in this movie more than a lot of other action movies where it's just about revenge Mm -hmm. or it's just about mowing down the enemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I, why I liked Bruce Willis's portrayal here more than everybody else. And he's not really that macho. He's like complaining about the glass and stuff. It's the guy from moonlighting. That's like me, you know, (laughs) I'd be like, Oh, this sucks, man. And then try to keep going. Yeah. He
1: actually, I don't think was uh, their. I I don't know who their first choice was, but when they, came to
0: him. They said Sinatra,
1: was it Sinatra?
0: It was in the contract. Oh my gosh.
1: Can you imagine that? (laughs) I
0: thought I heard something about that. When they said
1: Bruce Willis, everyone's like Bruce Willis. He does comedy. He's on that moonlighting show. It's a remain comedy. He's not an action guy. Mm -hmm. And his, his first day on set the first film or the first scene that they had to shoot was them up on the roof and he's trying to get everybody off and he has to like fling over the side of the building. That was the very first thing that he had to do. That's the first thing. That's they, the first thing they shot with him. It's like.
2: They, sh- they started at the top of the building and then just I walked their I guess they worked their way
1: down. But that was the first thing he had to do when he got on set. So, But Nathan, I'm kind of with you on on that with the uh, reluctant hero thing. It's, so I kind of found a parallel between him and Jesus on the fact that they're kind of everyday guys. They don't look anything out of the ordinary. You know, they He's just a New York city police officer. He's any, any other, like any other police officer, Jesus was kind of the same way. He didn't really stand out in the crowd, but
0: a carpenter. yeah,
1: I mean, no one's going to look at him and, and, and think twice until they start taking action. And that's when they, you know, someone starts to notice who they are. And, and even then, you know, like John McClane would not give out his identity he didn't tell everybody he's a police officer. I'm not telling everybody my name. This is just, I'm trying to warn people if this is what's happening. And Christ was the same way. He didn't really come right out and say, I'm the son of God. And immediately he kind of kept it in. And I the other parallel I found between him and Jesus was, you know, they had to recruit people to help them with their mission. You know, Jesus had his disciples and John had Argyle and Officer Powell. Those were his, I mean, that's that's what he he had to work with. But yeah, very reluctant. Like he he did come into this to. He was there for a party. <laughs> he wasn't there to save lives, and, and in the end, that's what he actually ended up doing was was saving, saving these lives. So yeah, he's just kind of the unsung hero. There, you don't really think about it until there you know, until he has to act.
2: And just like Jesus, you know, he was willing to sacrifice himself. Oh yeah, um, he took a beating. you know, the movie ended differently than. Mm-hmm. Jesus, but still, he was willing to lay down his life to save the lives of others. Yes, yeah.
1: so, and one thing I noticed is the like the, his appearance from the beginning to the end of the movie. In the very beginning, he's wearing a tank top very similar to the one that I've got on. It's it's white, very clean. And by the end of the movie, it's stained, it's dirty, it's bloody, and it shows the sacrifices he's been making. His feet are all cut up. His hands are all cut up. And I mean, he's, he's been beaten. He's been abused. And he's done all of that for the safety of all these strangers. I mean, he didn't know anybody at this party but his wife. That's it. And he did all of this to save these people. And another, it's kind of a comparison again with, with the way Jesus worked was, you know, Jesus has a carpenter, you know, and you always see him in white and he's glowing and he's like this, you know, but when he's on the cross, it's not how he looked. He was beaten and he was bleeding and he was cut and he was wounded. And he did all of that to save all these people that he didn't know.
0: So I, so is there a, is there a connection there between the, like dressed in white? I mean, that's a religious idea, mm-hmm. a symbol of light dressed in white to dressed in blood. Is that kind of what you're saying? there? Yeah, and in a way interesting. it is. And like whether or not that was done intentionally
1: or, uh, you know, like, you know, is this an intentional thing or was this just a coincidence thing? You know, I, I don't know. I know Die Hard was based off of a, a book in the 70s, but you just have to, you know, when you see this and you kind of see the parallels, it's hard not to think that maybe there was a little bit of purpose put behind some of this stuff. Or it could just be coincidence yeah. that he was in the process of changing his clothes when everything broke loose and that's all he had on. I mean, that's the oh, other, yeah. that's the other thing, but it's just, you know, his, his journey you to did that.
0: It's very simple. You did mention the number 30 is everywhere. Yeah. you mentioned that yeah. on the camera. Um, 30 is associated with like Judas's betrayal and whether or not that's coincidence too, because I don't know how I feel about the numerology of, of, the Bible, unless it's really obvious, yeah. but the 30 pieces of silver that he threw oh, yeah, 30 to pieces of silver. Send Jesus to the cross. Sure. So I wondered, is that why that that number 30 is everywhere, or is it just a coincidence? I, I that's know. a good one. I
1: forgot about the 30 pieces of silver. Yeah. Um, you know, Christ was a carpenter until age 30, and the floor number that all the hostages are being held on is 30, and there were
0: is thirty, 30 hostages. hostages,
1: so there's... That number shows up a lot, and I don't know the address of Nakatomi Tower, but it may even been thirty Nakatomi Place, for all I know. But
2: Uh, I probably think so. Probably not too much, but so uh, any other, you know, would would you would you think General or when Pal goes and gets all the Twinkies, are they trying to set up some kind of? Never mind never mind
0: oh man yeah i want to never know about the spirituality of twinkies because we ran out of time <laughs> <laughs> that seems to happen anyway, that lot. was a good one
2: yeah
0: <laughs> oh well
2: well that was oh, diehard. Cool. yeah there was some cool things in that so i think that was a good one to do and a good one to watch if you haven't
1: watched it. i yeah. watch it <laughs> way too much don't bite me Shush. hey get out of here
0: Whoa, your cat just abused Okay, your cat,
2: cat needs attention, so we should probably <laughs> cut this off.
0: All right, guys. Well, we will be back again soon with another episode of what are we calling this? Movies in 12. Yeah. Yeah, let's call it That's that. That's good. We still haven't figured it out whatever the title said at the beginning. Yeah. Hey, if you thought this was fun, uh, like this video, subscribe to our channel, turn on notifications, and that will help us make more videos. So we'll see you next time. Adios. Yep.
1: is a uh, 1988 action louder <laughs> What?
2: Die hard. No right. Die hard. You're,
1: is a uh, You're really loud. 19 I'm excited because I love this movie.